challenges out there. I would like for one of you to pip those two off the ranking, one and two. Maybe go around, video if John actually does sleep in the tree. That would be number one pointer for you. But I know I've got lots of suggestions that you can follow him around. Ryan's got some also brewing, so go and chat with him. Um, that would be also fun footage to capture. Um, but this morning, it is great to be at church together. And if we haven't met, my name's Michelle, and uh, we are week three of party theology as a little bit of a survey just surveying it's a very important survey for our church who would be out there who loves a party who loves to party it's good I'm in good company who's been to a great party recently anybody good nice I wasn't invited but that's okay um no one invited me to the party but it's okay I create my own party wherever I go is actually what is very funny um I took upon myself to be the social coordinator of our staff team but I've really, some of the staff are coming to me like, um, the social activities have really been low, so I've got to amp it up towards the end of the year. I've really got to lift up my game if I'm going to claim this social coordinator. I went to the, yeah, Luke and Ryan particularly, they are both like, Michelle, you can't call yourself that and not bring the party, so I've got to, li I've got to lift my game. But this morning, as we are looking at this part of theology, as we look at um, what it looks like when we have the king of heaven who puts on an incredible banquet and feast and everything is there for our free access for us to go and to be able to receive. No matter what our background is, no matter if we walked in here for the first time, we've been in here for the last two and a half years, that what Jesus says to us and as he throws this party and he's the party thrower, he's at the parties, he's enjoying it, he enjoys life, he knows how to live life well. And therefore, as followers of Christ, we ought to also go and carry what we can bring to those parties, full of life, full of love, full of all these things that create a space that is life-changing for those that we walk into. So this morning, we're going to dive into one of those characteristics. And as we recognize this characteristic in somebody, what I see when I see someone carrying this, they walk into a room and the room changes. They walk into a space and lives feel a little bit more joyful and happy as a result of it. People around them want to hang out because they are the fun people. Who wants to be these people? Come on, let's open up the Bible. We can all be the fun, party-going people. This will be great. The Bible, what we recognise, and do we believe it today, that the Bible, as we open up the Word, can change our lives this morning. Do we believe that? Yeah, let's do that. It's in Matthew 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius, and that, the equivalent for us this morning, that's a dollar for the day, and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I'll pay you whatever is right. So they went, he went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing, and at about five in the afternoon. But what we want to stop here for a moment, what will be um, shared a little bit later on the message, is sometimes in the translation you will see um, that it's the 11th hour. This 5 p.m. is... Um, 
known also as the 11th hour, knowing that back in the day is this 12-hour workday, so they start early in the morning, it's 12 hours, that 5 p.m. can also, maybe if you're following along in your Bible, say the 11th hour. And so he went out and found still others standing around, and he asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. And he said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. And so to give a bit of context to this and to give a bit of an understanding of um, these guys, they're hanging around, what it meant for them to be hired in that space. They are hanging out in the town centre, they're um, chilling out there, waiting for work to come. And these, these labourers, what they um, recognise that in their lives, if they, they are living day-to-day lives. And so for them to get picked to work is a big thing for them. And to understand it's not like for us today where we can jump on in the leisure of an air-conditioned house and look at job seek and find a job or um, there's Centrelink available. None of that is available. There is no workers' union. There is no fair workers. None of that. So these guys hang out in this courtyard waiting that someone might come in to be able to choose them to have a day's work. And so they stand around them, these early morning people, the the ones that the um, landowner first chose, they, you can imagine, being the first pick of the bunch, is something like what I recognise as. I remember in year seven when I was school captain and you get to pick your team And so you pick the good ones first, right? The ones that you know are going to deliver a good win for your sporting team. And then it's left to the few and you're like, oh, but you're my friend, but you're maybe not going to win the game for us. But anyhow, you choose them. But anyhow, this landowner, he picks these early ones, these ones that arrive, they're keen, they're willing, they want work. And so they've been chosen for work. And so in that moment... I think of that labourer and I think, well, what's going on for them? They've been chosen first up, there's others still left behind, it's early in the morning. I would see that there's joy coming into their life, that where they need to work daily to be able to receive money, to be able to put food on the table, all of this, I can imagine joy was found in the morning. That joy was coming to their life when they are so grateful to this landowner who would say, here, I'll give you a day's pay. There would be gratitude towards that landowner. There would be um, just this relief that, yes, I got work this morning. There'd be all these kinds of feelings that would come up in their life, that joy would spring up, that they would be feeling good about themselves, that today is a day I get another day's work. I get another day's pay. I get another opportunity to be able to work and do the things that I can to be able to put food on the table. And for us this morning, we can sometimes wake up in the morning and the day's gone great. Your child that normally struggles to get all things in order to get to school is right on point and they're getting things done and joy is filling our lives. And it's just everything's going good and it feels good. But what does it look like for us, not for these external things necessarily, to say what's going to produce joy in our lives? But what is that joy that we can hold, that we can have, that we can obtain, that no matter what the external circumstances bring, that joy is not lost? Let's read on. Let's see what can 
we read from these guys. How do we hold on to that joy? What is that joy that we can have? In verse 8, it continues on. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who came were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the owner. These who were hired last worked only an hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of work and the heat of the day. So this is how this picture is paid out, this playing out. That we have the landowner, it's been the end of the day, all the workers that he's gathered throughout the day are now finished for the day. As I said earlier, they live day to day, so the owner comes and pays them daily. And so he's got them all lined up. He says the last first and so on, so we've got... The, um, the ones at 5 p.m., the ones at 3 p.m., the ones at 12 noon, the one at 9 a.m., and the early morning ones. And so he goes, I'm going to start up here, and I'm going I'm to pay these guys. And he says, well done, or whatever he says, and he pays them their one denarius, equivalent to $1 for their day's work. And then he goes on to the next one, and he pays them, well done, good job, you've done well. And he comes up to 3 p.m., the 12 noon guys, and he pays them. And can you imagine what's happening with those early morning guys? They're like, yes, they're getting paid one denarius. I'm going to get paid so much more because I've been working in the sun. I've been working hard. I've been working longer than all of them. So I'm going to get something amazing here. And away he goes. 12 noon, he gets paid. And then 9 a.m. get paid. And then these early morning get paid. And in that moment where the morning brought joy where the morning flooded their hearts with, yes, I am grateful. This landowner has offered me work for the day, denarius a day. I'm going I'm to have food today. This is great. Joy has filled their life. And then now, what happens? The joy is lost in the evening because the grumbling sets in. That's not fair. I have worked all day long. I've worked harder than these guys. I've done more. I've been out in the heat. This guy only worked one hour and he got the same as me. And so sets in this spiral of an attitude where it says, that's not fair because I did this. I'd worked more. I worked harder. I worked worked longer hours. I've done all this stuff. And grumbling sets in, then complaining sets in, negativity starts setting in. All these things start setting in and joy is stolen from them. That joy that was found in the morning is now lost in the evening. The joy that they once had with this great opportunity to be able to have a day's work has now gone. And I remember a time where I had this moment and I recognised this attitude that crept in, that took the joy from me when I had this thing that I was all passionate about and it was, it was exciting and I loved doing it and I loved every part of it. And for whatever reason, it was stopped and I was told I can't do that anymore. And so do you know what? 
Michelle started getting a bit grumpy. Michelle started being a little bit negative. Michelle started chatter, chatter, chatter that wasn't positive and wasn't good for anybody. Not for me and not for anybody else around me. And I recognised that my attitude and what was going, in my, going on in my heart was seeping out of me. And for each one of us, there can be these moments where we recognise, and fortunately for me in that moment, at one stage, you know, sometimes you can hear yourself and you're like, oh, that is not good. That is not sounding good. That is not very positive. That is not helping anybody. Because there's this spiral effect and there is this draining of everything that is good in us when all this language comes out. And it's, you may not think it comes out, you may not know anyone realises, but I assure you that we can all recognise that in the lives of somebody, where they're not speaking positively, where they're not um, being joyful, where they're not living their best life because of maybe this one moment. And so here, as I look at this joy that was lost in the evening, which was once full of joy in the morning, I wonder for us today, when this guy was being paid in this moment, and you know, the, guy, the, the um, landowner's paying all these people, and he's going down the line and paying and paying, and he's getting excited, thinking, I'm, I'm in for a great day. I am going to get so much money because I worked so hard. And then in that moment, every bit of joy sucked out of that place, where once was a joyful attitude has been changed. And I'm going to call that, because we're party theology, the fun sponge. Fun sponge is not good. (laughs) The fun sponge dries up places wherever we walk, where there's attitudes that creep in, when there's moments that happen in our lives which aren't good. When you're around a negative person, boy, I want to run away from the other end. When there's there's all these things, these grumpy, horrible attitudes... It is a fun sponge which dries up the places where we go to. It sucks out the joy, not only from your own life, but from those around us. So this morning, what we, um, what we have to recognise, that it may be just that one moment where you recognise that, oh yeah, that joy's lost. But it's then when it creeps in and it goes for the whole day, and then it might go for the whole week, or the whole month, or the whole year, and maybe keep with us for the rest of our lives. Unless we recognise it, unless we identify what's going on in our lives, that we just live like that is the normal way to live. And can I tell you, it's not a fun way to live. (laughs) It's not fun for anyone around us to live like that. So in this case, we get to read and continue on that the joy that was lost in the morning, no, the joy that was found in the morning and the joy that was lost in the evening, it's not over because the story keeps going. And so we go. What's my scripture? Here we go. We pick it back up in verse 13. But he answered one of them, I'm not being fair. So this is the landowner responding to... Mr. Fun Sponge, he sucked out all the fun from the area. He's now responding to him. But he answered one of them. I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? 
Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. So what we have here, when we look at this generous landowner, this landowner who represents for us this morning is a heavenly father who says that the, the economy of God is flipped on its head. You know, for those that are undeserving of that full day's wage, you will get it. For us who we mess up all the time, regardless of what is done, our Heavenly Father says you are loved, that you have full access, none of us disqualified, none of us, that this morning, that, that joy that can come into our lives, that we have full access to the Father. What I recognise in that story that I earlier said, that what I, I, I identified that it was a bad attitude. And so I decided, I'm like, God, this isn't good. It hurts, it's painful, it's whatever, but I'm going to give it to you. And as we give it to him, he can do what only he can do. And he floods into our life a joy that is indescribable, a joy that no matter what the circumstances are, whether they change or don't change around us, there is a joy that we can have regardless. There is a joy that comes into our lives because the Holy Spirit does his work and pours it out into our lives. And he changes what might have been dry into this dripping of joy no matter where we go. And so this morning we have, we have access to the King. We have access to our Father. We have access that our Heavenly Father wants to pour out upon each one of us. Whatever we give Him, He will pour and He'll use and He'll take it and He'll do what He can do. And He does incredible things with ordinary lives. And so this morning, for each one of us, and there's a, a quote here from John Piper, which I love. It says, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and in the world. That this morning we can have that joy which is in our soul. That we can have the joy that no matter what comes or what the circumstances happen around us, that we can obtain and keep that joy. Have you ever known a person that they're going through all sorts of things but they are joyful? And I see that in, in the lives of many people around me, where they carry this joy regardless of the situations they walk through. They don't lose it, doesn't change, it doesn't falter because the Holy Spirit is at work. And so as I was walking, as I was handing this over to God for my own life, what he was able to do in me was things that I can't even describe to you, to be honest. But it was a lot of walking, talking and laying down, surrendering to him where he had full access to pour into my life all the things that I can't even explain. But he does a work in our hearts where joy comes, where lives are changed, where you start changing rooms where you walk in because of what you carry. And so this morning I'd love to um, take a moment and to pray for us and invite the band up. And for each one of us, we'd love to stand and I have to give an opportunity for anybody who, in their lives, they recognise, I need more joy in my life. I'm being a bit of a fun sponge. 
But I want to be one that carries the joy, carries the, the joy in my life where I can change rooms and I can bring that joy and I can drip that wherever I go. And if that's you this morning, I'd just love for you to raise your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, you are one that, Lord, just lays out upon the table all these gifts, all these things that we get full access to. And Lord, this morning, no one is held back from that. Each and every one of us has that full access. And this morning we ask for all the areas of our life where we are needing your joy poured out into us, where your Holy Spirit would pour into our lives, that joy that is in our soul. We ask for more of that. We pray that you would pour it into our lives, that it will overflow wherever we go, that it will overflow and change spaces we walk to this week, where it will overflow and people will be asking questions, what is with her? What is with him? That, Lord, that we can walk, Lord God, knowing that your Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. That it is poured out, that joy, Lord. So, Jesus, I pray that for every heart that is surrendered anew and afresh this morning, for every maybe situation that um, we recognize in our heart that has maybe stolen that joy from us, Lord, I pray that we would lay it at your feet this morning that we would not allow that to steal the joy from our lives. So Lord, I pray that you would do your work in our hearts. Come Holy Spirit, may you flood every heart with joy. Lord, that we can't even explain it, but it is by your work and by your power and by your love and by your grace that you are a good, good Father that you are a generous Father, that, Lord, you give us more than what we ever deserve. And, Jesus, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, God. Amen.